0: This is St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Fredericton. I'm Bob Jones, along with organist David Berry, and Tim and Christina Blom, technician Stephen McKay, and clerk of session Dallas Davis. Once again, hoping to offer some words of hope and encouragement for these difficult times. But first, David Berry with some organ music. Now a prayer. Lift us, O God, from the doldrums of life into those higher places where our spirits can grow to their full stature. Give us the new life that comes with Easter and spring and help us to give it to other people who are waiting to have their lives renewed. Amen. Amen. I'll be speaking in a minute about doubting Thomas, who had his eyes opened and became believing Thomas. Open my eyes, illumine me. Give us, O God, a clear vision of the truth, faith in your power, and confident
1: assurance of your love. Amen. Good day. Today's scripture reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 19 to 31. And I'm reading from the Holy Bible, New International Version. It's titled, Jesus Appears to His Disciples. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Jesus appears to Thomas. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand, and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name.
0: I think that Thomas, of whom you've just heard, could have been an engineer Soon after I arrived at Acadia University to study for the ministry, I became aware of two groups, the theology students and the engineers. The engineers were being schooled in a science that was exacting. Measurements and calculations meant everything. They looked askance at those of us who dealt in ideas, feelings, and matters of faith, the abstract. For the engineers, everything had to be proved. For us, a great deal depended on faith. But it was a good-natured rivalry. It never really got out of hand, even when we competed in hockey games. And as we went along in our studies, in our journey in university, we realized that both sides had merit. Both approaches were necessary. There are those who work with facts, scientifically proven facts, exact dimensions, It's the only way that safe buildings and bridges and roads can be built. Any premise has to be proved. And maybe that's the way that Thomas thought. The others saw the tomb, or they heard the word and believed. But for Thomas, hearing wasn't quite enough. He had to know for himself, and that is good and right, because many of us believe because of someone else who has told us, who in turn knew someone further down the chain, and so it goes a long way back, an inherited belief, we call it, one that has perhaps come from grandparents and parents and the first-hand experience of God can get a bit diluted each time, but Thomas came to know firsthand. And so doubting Thomas might also be called believing Thomas, because he did believe, but he had to see for himself, like an engineer who has to have proof But that doesn't bother Jesus. He doesn't put Thomas down. He simply says, blessed are those who believe. Many people are looking for facts, looking for proofs. So Thomas is typical of many of us. The Thomas story is especially reassuring. And it was reassuring in that far off day reassuring to the church at the time that John's gospel was first circulated. People thought the Roman persecution would never end. And there's a point to be made here. Does it ever seem to you, in your particular situation, with your particular problems, does it ever seem that it will never end? The Roman persecution kept on and on, and it seemed as if it would never end. There were tensions. There were divisions. The eyewitnesses of the resurrection had all died, and Christ had still not returned as they thought he would and as he said he would. And they wondered how much longer would they be able to keep the faith? People were becoming deeply troubled. They needed to hear the Thomas account. Thomas was a symbol of hope for those who needed encouragement. So Jesus remarked to Thomas, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. It was not intended as a criticism of Thomas, but as a word of encouragement for succeeding generations, words intended for us, too. Jesus still comes to turn our defeat into victory. After the crucifixion, the disciples were gathered in an upper room, and their refrain was, he's dead. It's all over, and we'll be the next to die. But God said, wait. And then came Easter, and everything changed. Today, many of us wear crosses as a decoration. For those early disciples, the cross was a symbol of death and defeat. But now the cross is seen as a source of love, of peace, forgiveness. Originally, the name of Thomas meant doubt, unbelief. Now he shines like a beacon for the doubters of all the centuries because doubting Thomas became believing Thomas. And here is my prayer for you. May the life that was in Christ Jesus, O God, be in us. Give us the grace to go out into our world and live as though Christ were living in us, that our world may be raised from death to new life. And now the familiar prayer that we say every Sunday. And as I say the words of the Lord's Prayer. I would ask that you remember in prayer, our mayor, our premier, our prime minister. Remember all in authority who take the heat whenever things go wrong and are taken for granted when things go right. With those thoughts in mind, we pray as Jesus taught, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I remember from Sunday school days, the session would always end with everyone reciting what we called then the golden text. So make these words of Jesus your golden text today, where Jesus said, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. And finally, may God's love and the peace of Christ be with you until we meet again. And remember, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Amen.